G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post Preview Podcast for the Easter weekend, the weekend of Saturday, April 3. I'm John Parker from Winning Post. Joining me once again, back from uh, his all-too-brief break, uh, is Jackpot Joel Marshall and uh, we should have Dynamite Dan along any minute now. Well, Joel, last week uh, we were looking forward to a match race in the big Wait for Age event, and that's exactly how it panned out. An absolute cracker between Very Elegant and Adabe. The Tancred Stakes, which is the big Wait for Age race on Easter Saturday, has, uh, well, the winner has uh, been fairly short in recent years, $4.40 and shorter, but uh, looks like one of the most open events of recent years. And I know, uh, without spoiling it, that you've got one at double figures for us in that race. Yeah, indeed, it's a tricky race, as you said. The, the you know you can make a case for for quite a few, and I guess that's the way with, with this carnival in recent years, with the with the Randvet only being a week apart from the Tankridge. You're not getting a you know a lot of horses that are doing the backup. Um, what have we got? Angel of Truth doing the backup from last week, and Sir Dragon A as well. So I think it's just a couple. Um, but look, it's it's a very open race, as you said. Uh, you've got a sort of a couple of emerging types in, in Spirit Ridge, um, She's Ideal and, and a couple of the others. And, and obviously, you've got, yeah, I guess, your sort of semi-proven performers that are trying to find form over their right distances. So it does make a does make a, a bit of a trap race. You've got Melody Bell, of course, who's probably going to start favourite just on class alone, but she's never been to 2,400. So just throws another question mark into the ring. And another uh, of the... More fascinating races on the Rose Hill card on Saturday. And uh, thank goodness uh, we look to be uh, on, a, on a drying track this week. Uh, is the Tullock Stakes. It's always a uh, always an interesting lead-up to the Australian Derby. Uh, Daniel, uh, I know you fancy you wanted a bit of value there. Yeah, look, it's not a, uh, a deep race. Um, this, like, I think there's a bit of class at the top of the page. Um, of course, Cherry Tornoni, you know. How good he is, and um, the New Zealand Colt, the frontman, coming over from the formidable stable, the Baker Forsman Yard. Um, yeah, as I said, I think there's one who can sort of probably a little bit um, underrated, I guess, in terms of just the the opposition he's faced so far. But I think he can measure up in this grade. But it does look a a very good contest, um, and yeah, looking forward to the whole whole Rose Hill card. And as you said, Bart's uh, on a drawing track. Yes, indeed, and we'll take you right through the black type at Rose Hill Gardens on Saturday. There are eight black type races, nine overall, and the action gets underway in race one at 12.45pm local time. It is the Schwepp of Essence, 1,400-metre Group 3 quality for two-year-olds, Joel. Yeah, I'm with three Converge here, the son of Frankel. He was a winner on debut at Warwick Farm back in December. They gave him a bit of time. He resumed in the Pago Pago. He was caught three wide, no cover. He loomed up to the front at the 300, just got tired late, and I thought he stuck on pretty well, beaten just over a length. He can get a softer run here from gate five, and you'd think 1,400 will be a better distance for him. Seven, Mr. Mozart, created a good impression at Warwick Farm on debut. He's come up with a horror gate, so he's going to need a, a bit of luck, but I think there's a bit of talent there. Six, Conrad, probably should have won if he had got clear on debut. You know, earlier, and then he went to Wyong and made a mess of his rivals there. He certainly looks to be a horse on the way up. And four, with your blessing, big odds in the Pago Pago, and I thought he ran really well. Came from just off midfield, kept finding the line, 
and he's certainly bred to improve as he gets up over longer distances. But I'm with three on top from seven, six, and four. Yeah, really open race to kick off the card. I'm going to go to five, Coast Watched on top. I um, sort of followed him throughout his first preparations. Didn't do a whole lot. He, he ran well at Warwick Farm at, a, um, at his second up run, but there was, <clears throat> it was I guess, a little disappointing with excuses on either side of that. He then resumed in the Kensington track over this trip, the 1,400 metres, and um, was an excellent job to win there in a, in a bunch finish. He's fitted for that one under the belt, no doubt. I think um, plenty to like about him, and he, he sort of he maps to get a good run um, from the mid-draw. So um, one of... I guess at a, a little bit of a, an each-way price in this in an open race. I'm happy to be with five on top. 11 testimonial. Uh, Philly, I've been with. She just hasn't had a whole heap of room in both starts as preparation, both in good races. Um, stepping up to the 1,400 metres, I think she'll appreciate that. Readily available, has uh, run in some good races already. Excellent from a long way back in a, in a race that was not, not, not many sort of made ground. Flemington and that size and two. I got safe. We came out of the, the same race as readily available. That VRC size at Flemington, five, eleven, one, and two. Well, there is an open race for you. Uh, you've come up with eight different horses there between the two of you. Race two at Rose Hill on Saturday is the four X Neville Selwood Stakes, two thousand meter Group Three. Set weights and penalties for four year olds, and up with uh, Master of Wine. Top here uh, is uh, just. Um, Taking a step back from some of these Group 1s, uh, interesting to see how he'll go. Joel? Yeah, well, the set weights and penalties condition certainly suit those up the top with only a two and a half kilo weight spread. I've gone with three, Shared Ambition, who gave seven uh, seven kilos to Mount Popper Fresh, beat him, ran very well at Caulfield in the Peter Young. His Australian Cup run was just okay, um, but he wasn't beaten too far. And I think back to this level and uh, sort of under this weight scale, as I mentioned, I think he can bounce back to winning form. Five looks like Elvis. He's just teasing a little bit, this bloke. He's he's going really well. He's run some really good races in the last 12 months. It's been a while between wins. His two runs back have been good, just behind the place getters. He goes to 2,000 third up. If he can run the trip, then he's certainly a chance. One master of wine. He probably wanted to see him hit the line a bit better in the round bet last week. But this is a big drop in class. That was the A grade. So he gets his chance to uh, to return to form here. And six pass of glory. In his first Australian prep, he took a couple of runs and then he really peaked third up and went on to have a good campaign. So I'm expecting improvement from him. Three on top from five, one and six. Yeah, Master Wine on top. Um, yeah, Joel said it, he's very suited at the set weights conditions of the race. He obviously had a wrap on him um, at a time there. He hasn't won in over a year, but this is probably the easiest race he's faced in some time. He drops 55 and a half kilos. Uh, of the quick backup, he ticks a lot of boxes. Master of Wine, he's on top of just in front of three shared ambition, um, who has been very good this preparation, winning first up, beating Mount Popper, and then <coughs> um, good behind parity. That parity form looks pretty good. That man's been flying um, his prep. Then good in the Australian Cup last start. He he also drops four kilos into this. Two on Tonte, uh, good win in the Albury Cup last start. Did it pretty easily there. And in for fourth, we've got the nine. Girl Tuesday will appreciate the drawing track. One, three, two, nine. Race three at Rose Hill Gardens on Saturday. The race I spoke of earlier. Sinace Tullock Stakes, 2,000 metre. Group two set weights for three-year-old Colson Gelding. Sees Joel's best come up against Daniel's value bet. Joel. 
I'm with the Kiwi, the front man. He's a very lightly raced colt. He's been taken along quite patiently by the Baker Forsman team. Gee, travelled like the winner in the New Zealand derby last start on the turn. Danielle Johnson looked to have a lap full. He, he did find under pressure. He just got outgunned a little bit late and, you know, it wasn't much between the first three there. Hugh Bowman to ride. He teams up with this Baker Forsman stable so well and, and this bloke's got really good pedigree. I think the dams had five or six stakes performers, including Bonneville, who won the Australian Oaks a few years ago. So I'm with two, the front man. Six, Favreau's doing a really good job coming through the Provincials. It was a good win at Canberra. He had to really sort of slingshot them late after being held up. And then he went to Kembla and it was a bit more of a dominant margin. I don't think the step up in distance will be any problem for him. I'm a fan of Cherry Tortoni. It was a, a painful defeat in the Australian Guineas. He went to the Alistair Clark and look, the pattern of the day was against him. He ran all right. I, I I know he's won the Vars over 2,000. I just I really think he's going to be a, a really good miler as he gets older. So I've still got that little question mark whether he's going to run a strong 2,000 and beyond, but his class will take him a long way. And three, young Verta, who's just been ticking over, improving with each run, he gets his chance to peak fourth up. Two on top from six, one, and three. And with the four, Yale Town, a strong wide area 10, but I think he'll be um, able to... Roll forward and, and sort of sit outside of the lead fields of honour or go up and lead himself. He's um, done nothing wrong in this preparation. He was sort of outgunned late at Canberra, first up over the 1,400 metres, and then went to the far lap in the group two, sat outside the lead at every chance in running, um, but just found a few too classy at the 1,500 metres. Uh, I think he's really going to appreciate the rise and trip, and he'll really be in this for a long way, I would have thought. Yale Town, so he's on top for me. The two in next, the frontman. Um, also, that New Zealand form reads pretty well in a third in New Zealand derby. Um, so he's, he's in next. He's in for second. The, in for third, I got the three. Young Verta, better efforts last start, and in for fourth, the one Cherry Tortoni, always thereabouts. Um, and has been this way going before. Four, two, three, one. Race four at Rose Hill Gardens on Saturday is <laughs> the Canadian Club Emancipation Stakes. 1,500-metre group two set weights and penalties for fillies and mares, Joel. Ten Nimalee for me. It's been six weeks since she resumed with a strong win at Rose Hill over the 1,400 metres. She was well-weighted there, but it was a good win. She beat Yowdash and Polly Gray. They've both won since. Uh, she won a trial recently. Rachel King stays aboard. I think she's going to be very hard to beat. Number 10 from nine, Ice Baths, having a really good prep. Got onto dry ground in the Coolmore and still ran really well. So, look, I think, you know, a wetter track probably suits her better, but she's certainly in the mix here. Eight All Saints Eves going very well. Her Liverpool City Cup run was excellent first up behind Think It Over, which is great form, and she backed it up with a good run in the Coolmore and one crone. Well, hard to fault the way she's going. She got on dry ground last time out when everyone thought she was a wet tracker and she won again. So she's clearly just a mare in very good form. Ten on top, though, for me from nine, eight, and one. Speaking of a mare in very good form, the four, Quantum Mechanic, uh, the Melbourne visitor, comes as a crack at the emancipation here. Off a back of a win in the Sunline Stakes at Mooney Valley. Wasn't the greatest group two field assembled, but uh, once she was out, she showed a pretty neat turn of foot there to win nicely. I think she's well over the odds in this. Um, she's rock hard fifth. And, uh, and uh, yeah, it's just absolutely flying. This preparations, I thought she was certainly over the odds. The four, Quantum Mechanic. The one in next, Crone, uh, the last start group, one winner and strung together three in a row. She keeps raising the bar on all surfaces. 
eight All Saints Eve. Um, I think it finishes a little bit closer in the Coolmore. Last start with Luck and in for four. We've got to include Ice Bar as well. Four on top of one, eight, and nine. Race five at Rose Hill on Saturday. E Group Security Star Kingdom Stakes, 1200 metre Group Three Quality Joel. Yeah, tricky race this. We've got the talented mayor, California Zimble. We've got the three-year-old Peltzer switching right back in distance. Godolphin have got four runners. So it's a very tricky race. I've gone with 11 Pandemic, who had no luck at all at Mooney Valley last time out. Um, should have really pushed. I know Ancestry won well, but I think he would have really pushed him had he got clear. He's got a very good turn of foot on his day. He's impressive at Rose Hill four starts ago. Drops three kilos on that. So I think he's more than up to this. Six California Zimble was very good first up. And as a rule, she usually takes a step forward second up. So I expect her to be very hard to beat again. Three row Heron. That was a, a rare flat one from him last time out in the Southern Cross. He got back. You're expecting him to to sort of run on at least. You know, even if he didn't win, you'd, you'd think he'd get into the placings. But he was pretty flat. He's been kept fresh and he's much better than that. And nine pelts. So it has to be kept safe. Look, he, his, rap, his record says he's better at Randwick. But uh, interesting runner coming back from the mile of the Randwick Guineas. 11 on top from 6, 3 and 9. Yeah, another open race. Uh, I'm going to be with, you know, I put my faith in her first up and um, she toughed it out when she needed to to put the head down at the right time to win first up. The second up record, very good. Three wins from four starts. Um, and she's drawn nicely again this time around. So she's done nothing, she's done nothing for me to drop off her. Um, but there is a, it is an open race. 11 Pandemic is is going really well. Get the margin there at Mooney Valley last start. And a couple of other good open runners deprive. Um, second up can improve. Getting a long way back. Um, first up and Rohirrin as well. 6, 11, 2 and 3. Race six at Rose Hill, first leg of the quaddy, first of the group ones, Vinery Stud Stakes, 2,000 metres, set weights for three-year-old fillies worth half a million, Joel. Yeah, tricky race to assess. There's plenty of chances here. I've gone with five, Eliza Beal. I've been with her this prep. I'm happy to stick. Thought she was very good in the light fingers at Big Odds. She was a good price again in the surround. She got into third behind Forbidden Love. Went to Kembla Grange. I expected her to win, as many did. She was $2.15. She... Had to come wide with no cover from the 600 and, and sort of sustain a, a lengthy run. Miraval was able to sort of just suck up in behind them and get the late split and, and go home better than her. Just think she's looking for 2,000 metres now. She's held up a little bit longer. Um, think she's very competitive and, you know, you're getting $15 again. So I think she's a good play each way. From the Kiwi, seven force of will. The Kiwi fillies usually run very well in this race. She hasn't come through the sort of the staying races. Um over in New Zealand, they've kept her fresh just to the mile. She was a Group 3 winner two runs back and did have the subsequent New Zealand Oaks runner-up well behind her that day. So I think she's more than uh, capable of measuring up here. 10 Princess Rainey's certainly creates a bit of interest, this girl. I think she's got talent. Good first-up win over the mile. Uh, it's a tough ask, stepping out of a maiden to 2,000 at her third start, but just think she's got a bit of quality about her and I want to keep her safe. And two Harmony Rose, well, you can't ignore her. She comes through the round with guineas against the boys. Strong effort. She's by glass harmonium, so the 2,000 shouldn't be an issue. Five on top for me, though, from 7, 10, and 2. With the one personal, I think, just think this filly will improve 
um, greatly stepping up to the 2,000 metres now. Third up. Um, not sure how she lost last start. She looked sort of home there on the turf and, and cruising, but just found a couple better late. As I said, the fitness edge up to 2,000 metres, I think, a couple of ticks in her favour. So, uh, as, is, as is the jockey change with James McDonald on board. So, the one on top, uh, three and next Hungry Heart. It was good to see her uh, win another race. She'd obviously been running very good races in, in really good um, against really good company just without winning, but it was good to see her win third up um, after settling last, getting you know, finishing all over the top of them. I think can go on with it now. The four star rail, um, of course, beat personal last start when they clashed, and the two Harmony Rose uh, in form that Mwanga franking that form in the Guineas. One, three, four. Big one at Rose Hill on Easter Saturday is race seven. Kia Tankridge Stakes. 2,400-metre group one, standard weight for age, worth $1.5 million. As we just touched on earlier, it's a tricky race. I've gone for a bit of value in three, the chosen one. I'm just hoping he can just take that next step to, to being a weight for age winner. He's improved and gone to a, a new level every preparation he's had here in Australia. Of course, he ran very well in the derby as a, as a three-year-old and won the pack of plate. His spring campaign as a four-year-old was pretty good, but he came up short in the in the big features. And then, of course, 12... well. Uh, 12 months later, he, he sort of burst onto the scene as a sort of confirmed himself as an elite stayer in the Caulfield Cup and Melbourne Cup running top four. In both those races, I think his two runs back have been really good. I just think the 2400 is going to be right up his alley. So I've gone the chosen one to beat 11 Melody Bell, the class factor. She's got to run 2400. It's a bit of a question mark. She's by commands, but yeah, class is going to take her a long way. One Sir Dragon A is just probably just ready to peak now. He was better last week in the Ranvet. No match for the big guns up front, but certainly ran well enough to respect here. Probably wants the track to be, or have a bit more give in it. I guess that's the query. And seven, Chapada might be an improver. He had no hope at Mornington off that slow tempo that Mount Popper set. I thought his Australian Cup third was good. And I think the step up in distance is a help. He might be a blowout chance. Three on top for me from 11, one and seven. You love to win a toppy tongue in the sky hike. And like she did last preparation, sort of turned her form around third up with an excellent performance, um, three weeks between runs. And I think um, back to weight for age, obviously she had those two runs away for age first and second up and didn't really get close. But uh, she's now over a distance that's much more suitable for her. Um, so she, I'm going to be with her the 13. The 11 Melody Bell. Joel touched on in class. She's will obviously go a long way in this, although she's untested at the trip. One Sir Dragon A was encouraging return to form last start and the Six Spirit Ridge. Um, good behind Tuffy Tongue in the first up over 2,000 metres. 13, 11, 1, 6. Third leg of the Quaddy at Rose Hill on Saturday and last of the black type races is race 8, the ACY Securities. Doncaster Prelude, 1,500 metre Group 3 quality job. Number eight, Purple Sector here. It was pretty good for us last preparation. I uh, was a little bit disappointed initially in his return run at Newcastle, but he got outside the lead with no cover. He was under pressure before the turn. He did keep whacking away quite well. I think he'll benefit from the run. That's his seventh first up run. He's only been placed twice. So he clearly is a horse that does improve with a run or two under the belt. Hugh Bowman sticks. He's drawn to get a bit of cover here. Uh, behind the speed, and I think at uh, you know $26, he's worth a look at odds to beat Four Rock, who was outstanding in the Ajax. Tough day to swoop. He powered home fastest last 600 all day behind I Am Superman. Excellent performance. He's three from three second up. 
Three Dawn Passage is uh, hurting my bank balance. I've been with him both runs this prep. Group one wait for age. His first up run was okay. Last week he travelled really well in the turn, but then just gave nothing. Maybe it was the wet track. So, look, I don't want to leave him out here. Dropping back to a group three, likely firmer ground, and he's going to go around at good odds. I want to keep him safe. And 12 Creadiris, well, he's another one who's sort of burning the punter's pockets a bit. He was a bit disappointed in the Ajax. He just, he's drawn barrier one again, so he's going to get back with no early speed and get you know, sort of hemmed away. He's going to need a bit to go right, but we know he is good enough if he gets the luck. Eight on top for me from four, three, and 12. Well, a tough day. I thought Rock was the best bet um, on the card. It was an excellent return at Rose Hill, as Joel touched on, um, those, those quick last splits there. And, and, the third, and the second lap record is obviously outstanding. This looks a really nice race for him. Um, drawn ideally barrier five and uh, ticked a lot of boxes does rock so he's on top for me in five Buffalo River um, he's certainly good enough if he can sort of um, not race as keen as he has been in race in his races <coughs> the in for third I got the 13 Yao Dash it was excellent win last start I love the way uh, he dug deep late dug deep late looked gone for a minute there, but um, was excellent when asked to respond. And the 12, Korea Darius in for fourth. Four on top of five, 13 and 12. Well, it's certainly a wide open Rose Hill program, as you can tell, listeners, from the fact that the boys uh, quite, uh, there's several races there where they've come up with six, seven and eight different horses with their four selections each. And uh, that takes care of the black type, but uh, the race nine is the last leg of the quaddy. Of course, it is a benchmark 88, and uh, we've got seven horses that the boys have come up with here, and that in number order are 2, 7, 9, 10, 12, 16, and 17. To recap, Rock was Daniel's best, race eight, race eight number four. His value bet, race three, number four, Yaletown, which is up against Joel's best, race three, number two, frontman, uh, and Joel's value race seven, number three, the chosen one. Traditionally, Melbourne racing on Easter Saturday is at Caulfield, no exception in 2021. There are three black type races on the program, including a race that is not necessarily a traditional Easter Saturday race. In fact, it uh, has had more slots on the calendar than nearly anything else, and that's race three at Caulfield on Saturday. The Cadnax Jewelers Reduce Choice. It is over 1,100 metres. Set weights and penalties for two-year-olds. It is a listed event worth 150000 And, Joel, you have spoken to uh, Paul Snowden this week. And he, for one, is very glad that the Reduce Choice has landed on the Easter Saturday program because it fits in perfectly for Nash Marty. Yeah, they're looking at um, the Percy Sykes in a fortnight. And this is a perfect lead-in with the... A listed race. Um, she was good on debut on the Kensington track, expected to win off some good trials. She had no favours in the run. She drew 10 of 12. She was, I don't think she was closer than five wide. James McDonald didn't panic, just gave her a bit of time. Let her find her feet, and then she sprinted sharply down the outside to win. So I think she can more than measure up to this and be very hard to beat. I'm a fan of Hunnam. He was costly first up at the Valley, really just a touch slow to begin, and, and that was you know that was it, really. He should have gone close. I know the winner bolted in and ran quick time. Hunnam would have got close if he had got clear from the 400, but um, alas, that wasn't the case. He can certainly take it up to Najmati. I think they're the main two. One, Marine, one. 
His preview and prelude runs were good. He was scratched from the Blue Diamond with a setback. If he's uh, A-OK for Saturday, I think he can run well. And nine, I am enchanting. Thought did a good job down the straight back on New Year's Day. And a recent quiet jump out at Flemington was pretty good. But uh, eight on top for me from two, one and nine. Yeah, with the eight as well, Nash Marty, um, brilliant turn of foot to win on Zabu. <laughs> um, produces that effort, should be hard to beat again, I would have thought. So the eight on top. I've got the six in next sliders who resumed in a tougher race. First up, one of those slipper lead-up races, and um, she ran pretty well considering she raced tight there. Um, this is a, a much easier assignment, second up. Uh, Butter Blonde has been jumping out well in readiness for her return, and in for fourth, I have the one Marine one. Eight, six, seven, one. All right, and I... Uh, I'm making it a unanimous vote for Nadge Marty to beat Marine 1, Exceed, Expect, and I Am Enchanting, 8, 1, 3, oh. and 9. Um, we now go across to race 7 at Caulfield on Saturday, which is one of the traditional uh, Easter Saturday races, and that is the Ned's Easter Cup 2,000-metre Group 3 Handicap Five, Le Don de V. Uh, the imported stayer here. We saw him in the spring run second in the Geelong Cup and then fifth in the Queen Elizabeth. Good fresh run in Adelaide wasn't too bad. He didn't quicken over the mile, but he had 61 and a half, and I thought he battled on okay. Drops five kilos, gets Jamie Carr, step up and trip, helps second up. So I was happy to be with him at each way odds to beat two per sand. What a ripper he is. Um, certainly had this early speed on to suit at the Valley, and he just edged past Irish Flame late, but it was a good, strong win. Seven Platoon in for third, who was well held in the Australian Cup. I thought he ran well last week behind Ironclad, best of the rest, who were certainly well held by that promising winner, but I think that form will be good. And 11 Mahamadeus, a bit plain at Albury, but drops four kilos. I thought he was pretty good in the blamey before that. He can certainly bounce back without surprising on his home track. Five on top for me, though, from two, seven, and 11. Similar numbers. I'm also with the five, Ladon de V considering he didn't have a whole heap of room at the top of the straight there. I thought his run was uh, was pretty good. Um, find an informed horse. He got 61.5 kilos that day. Drops five kilos. Uh, he's a twice a winner second up and twice a winner over this longer trip. So um, it's a much more suitable race for him here. And he's drawn pretty well compared to the favourite person. Two has drawn out wide in 15, but... Um, so won the Melbourne Cup. He was first up over 2,040 metres and was still too classy for him there. Um, he's obviously the one to beat. The seven platoon, um, racing well, this preparation uh, without uh, winning of late. And in for fourth, I have the nine, Hangman, 5279. Yeah, I didn't see why Persan wouldn't win again despite the wide gate. Uh, made Persan my best to beat. Ahmad, who we haven't seen, interesting runner. Uh, probably more of a two-miler uh, on the overseas form, but uh, uh, certainly just uh, a lot of firsts and seconds. Uh, very rarely fails Ahmad, and uh, in very good hands with Philip Stokes. So keen to see what Ahmad can do. Platoon and Harlem, my third and fourth, two, eight, seven, and three. The other stakes race at Caulfield on Saturday is race eight. It is the Elvis Thurgood Victoria Handicap 1,400-metre Group 3 job. race. I've gone with three, Grey Worm. I just thought 
coming back to Melbourne, back to 1,400, he could improve. I thought his first two runs weren't too bad and then just got tired late in the Ajax. He was setting a pretty good tempo up front with Buffalo River, never easy to match motors with him. So just thought this was a slightly easier task that he could bounce back. I've kept the Moroni import number 16, Keats, quite safe. Um, I didn't want him to win at Cork back in September last year because, believe it or not, I was on the runner-up. Uh, getting beaten over in Ireland, so I was clearly travelling well at that, that stage. But uh, Keats was a good win that day, certainly took my eye and um, piqued my interest to see him over here with Mike Moroni. So I think he's worth keeping safe. 11 riddle me that in for third, I thought was pretty good. First up, chasing home Ancestry, looks to have come back in good form. And eight bams on fire, has a tough draw to contend with, just for getting her Sydney run. She's had a couple of goes the Sydney way and performed poorly. Thought her fresh run behind probably it was quite good with 58 kilos. But three on top for me from 16, 11 and 8. Yeah, similar thoughts to Joel in Melbourne. I'm also with the three grey worm on top. I think he's um, going pretty well, this preparation, in, in good company. He's four, fifth and sixth in the form, but uh, he hasn't been beaten far. And uh, as he touched, as, as Joel touched on, particularly on the speed battle, last start in the Ajax, he's back to... Uh, the 1,400 metres here, he's a winner of three at, over, at five over the trip. <clears throat> so I think he can bounce back in, a, in an easier race as well. The six, pretty brazen. Um, here's second up after a, a nice return at Flemington. Um, obviously fitter for that and did beat a good one in Arcadia Queen when second up last time in. The one, Mr. Quickie, obviously very classy. Horse and the four, Age of Chivalry um, in fourth. Three, six, one and four. Uh, yeah, I went for Pretty Brazen here to beat more Vada. Riddle me that. And be good to your mother. I group one winner of a couple of years back has been sort of racing exclusively in group ones and not doing particularly well. So I think uh, just interested to see how he comes back, um, back, back a notch or two in a group three first up. My best was Persan, as I mentioned, race seven, number two. And uh, my value bet in the first, and I know uh, I'm heartened to see Joel agrees with me, number 11, Von Gohl. Uh, your specials, uh, Joel, we have heard about Nash Marty, your best, and in fact, we've heard about your value bet, which is Ladon de V, race seven, number five. Uh, Daniel, we have your, your value bet, also Ladon de V, but tell us briefly about your best, which is race four, number yeah, five. I think it's a horse that's going better than the form reads uh, this preparation. He was enormous in Mooney Valley in that Vobus Gold Reef. Last start, just a, a head behind air defence when third there, covering ground in that race. Uh, I think he's taken over pretty well, this preparation. Just just needs a win, and I think this is the race he can do it. Uh, air defence went on to Frank the Form last weekend with a good run at Bendigo. Um, dropping a 55.5 kilos here, Salt Peter. With luck and running, I think he's uh, certainly one of the ones to beat. So race... Uh, for number five, my best. All Well, speaking of Eastern traditions, they are racing at Oakbank. It's not entirely the traditional because uh, you've got the Great Eastern now on Easter Saturday. The Easter Monday is off, but it's just great to be back at Oakbank. They're racing there as we speak on the Wednesday. Uh, raced there last Sunday as well. But, of course, uh, yeah, the whole carnival wiped out by COVID last year. So good to have them back. Daniel, and we will get your thoughts on uh, the main jumps race first, and that's uh, race five. 
the eCycle Solutions Great Eastern over 4,950 metres. The, the class at the top in ZM um, just missed. Promising stay, uh, promising jumper last start in the in the Vondusa at, um, at the Oak Bank, which was today actually. Um, but I did like I did like ZM in this. Spying on you in next another <coughs> last start winner at Oak Bank. Sea Raven's got a good record over the steeples, um, and in for fourth I have the sorry I have in for fourth of the four Luke's one to beat three, four, and seven. And the black type race on the Oak Bank Saturday program is Harcourt's Adelaide Hills Railway Stakes Race Seven. 1,100-metre listed yeah, quality handicap. Two. Sister, I thought it was excellent at Mooney Valley first up. Um, of a hot speed there, Lassage did set sort of out, out in front, but she came out the right time, Sister, and um, broke the clock that night going 54.45 to win that 55-second challenge of the season at Mooney Valley. Um, second up record reads pretty well as, as well. Um, I think just the... Very speedy mare and, and finds a pretty good race here second up. So the two on top for me. In for second, I have the six Elderflower. Pretty consistent type. Um, just sort of tied up on this pace last start. But I think can bounce back onto a firmer surface. The one, Dexalation, can run a race fresh. And the 13 down the bottom, Spanish Air, Spanish Heirloom. She's um, working through her grades nicely, this preparation. Started at Border Town, won a couple at Port Lincoln, then went, then went to town last start. And... And one is um, and one pretty easily there as well. So she keeps continuing continuing to go from strength to strength. I think she can measure up in this <clears throat> two six one and thirteen. All right, and that's race seven at Oak Bank. Uh, your specials come up in the last two races. Yeah, Daniel, talk us through those. For born to play, she's a very classy mare. Well, she had a chance first up at the Parks Track. That was about a month ago. She's had a up between runs. Um, but the winner there, Loading Goes, no slouch, and went on to run well subsequently. I think second up now is, is one from one when second up. Um, she gets in well at 54 kilos, born to play. She's the best horse in the field. I think she shows it in the final event. Race nine, number 12. The value comes up in race eight. The new galloper for the Michael Hickmont stable is Liam's the boss, formerly with Brad Widdop. Um, horse has always shown a little bit over a bit of a trip. Um, she's done a bit wrong, this preparation. Kembla Grange was pretty keen there and then stepping up and trip last start. <clears throat> did a little bit wrong in running as well and was caught wide. He drops back to 54 kilos. Um, I still like the look of him. He comes up against a few of these who sort of reach their ceiling and him at this sort of trip, I think he can run a big race. So the race eight, number 10, Liam's the boss, my value. Uh, just... Joel, any thoughts on Oak Bank? Feature the railway stakes. A mare that I've backed a few times. It's been a while between wins, and she can be hard to hard to catch. But maybe Golden Halo, if she gets the good speed on, obviously she needs to handle the track, which some of these don't sometimes, their first go. But she is good enough. Her last prep, she was pretty good first up at Caulfield behind Pinion. I think that form's good enough for her to, to run well. Obviously, Sistar and a couple of the others up the top are have got good form, but she gets in on the minimum. She's going to be decent odds, and yeah, I'll probably throw a couple of dollars her way. Alrighty, in Brisbane on Easter Saturday, they are racing at Eagle Farm. Daniel, what did you find for us there? In gear, can bounce back hard. She 
tackled the heavy eight at Doomben last start and she went there at $1.55 favourite. She just simply didn't handle the going. She was one of the first horses beaten. Um, it was her first go on a heavy track and, yeah, she just simply didn't handle it. So back on a firmer footing, which will be at Eagle Farm on Saturday, despite the presence of rain around. Uh, I think her class rises to the top. She jumps well, leads them up, and she'll take plenty of beating from in front. So best race for uh, number three in gear. The value comes up in the staying contest in race two. Um, pretty handy little race. This over the 2,200 metres, but I like the look of young blood who... He's had a few chances this prep, the Sacred Falls gelding. Um, hasn't been able to to break through, but he's gone close. His last three starts, he's gone, he's gone really close. Uh, the form around him has, um, has since stood up and he's been able to do it on all sorts of surfaces. He'll only carry 51 kilos after the claim, um, and that's ideally in this. So I think this is the day for young blood. He can break through this preparation. Um, certainly a stay with a bit of potential, I think. Race two, number seven. Uh, no, nothing for me there. All right, Joel, any thoughts on Eagle Farm? All right, well, uh, good Friday. Formerly the most boring day on the calendar is uh, now invaded by Football Rugby League and even racing in recent years. And uh, Winning Post, your Winning Post, has a full-form guide for the Ascot Friday meeting as well as fields for the other meetings at Launceston and Kalgoorlie. And the big race on Friday at Ascot is race eight, the Old Comrade Stakes over 1,600 metres listed event. And our man in Perth, BJ Ryan, likes three deep deep to beat two, same as that. Eight, Serenity Bay and nine, Tycoon Storm. BJ's best at a nice civilised time on Good Friday, probably, in fact, before the footy gets started, uh, 320 Eastern, race one, number one, Omar Monet. And his best race, uh, his value bet race seven, number one, red hot tip at uh, an each way price around about $6.50. We can't uh, give you Joel's specials across the Tasman on Saturday because we are speaking to him on Wednesday afternoon and uh, we either don't have the fields yet or Joel has not had time to study them. So uh, that pretty much wraps up our, uh, our, Preview section of the podcast and brings us to our best $20 bets of the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. Well, close but no cigar for Lazy Lobsters last week. Uh, Daniel was on Street Icon, who placed but did not win. Richo and I were on four moves ahead. I was on four moves ahead. Richo was on Dirty Work. We went each way with both of those. And have a guess where they both finished in big fields. Fourth. Yes. Uh, if you guessed fourth, you were correct. Uh, but they don't pay for fourth on an each way basis. Maybe they should in the big fields. Maybe they should, but they don't. Uh, so anyway, after a couple of uh, minor uh, minor collects in the previous two weeks, we are back to the drawing board. Josh, yes, hopefully we can kick back. off in, in good fashion. I'm going to go what have you got front for us? man. 
Uh, so with the force of Baker, Forsman and Bowman in the Tullock Stakes, race three at Rose Hill, number two. In Brisbane, Eagle Farm, Daniel. I think in gear will be too speedy for them in race four. And I am going to Caulfield on Saturday where I am going to have my 20 on Shandy in race nine. So that wraps up our Easter special podcast. Listeners, leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already. It's got all the form for Thursday, Thursday night. It's got Friday at Ascot. It has got Melbourne, Sydney, Adelaide, Brisbane and either Warwick, the Bill or Gold Coast on Saturday. It's got full form for Stall and Mornington on Sunday and it's got form for Sandown on Monday. The reason for the slight lack of New South Wales content is that uh, for some reason the New South Wales country and provincial meetings in Easter accept on the Thursday, whereas uh, everyone else around Australia is accepting on Wednesday, so not, unfortunately, finalised in time for us to get in the paper. But there's still plenty of value. There's still 104 pages. Your online version is online now. Uh, just go to winningpost.com.au, click on the link in the main story, and uh, you can start uh, studying up for all your Easter action right now. Uh, and plenty of good reading besides, I should add, this. uh Matt Stewart, Shane Templeton, Richo talks to uh, John Wheeler, of course, the uh, master of Oakbank, and uh, plenty more. Your favourite features, crosswords, trivia quiz, changes the whole deal. So, uh, we will be back at the normal time next week. In the meantime, listeners, in fact, plenty of winners over the weekend. Have a great Easter, and we will talk to you.